Welcome to the King is Coming podcast. This podcast intends to inform and educate on current and biblical end time events. And now your host, Ron Domino. Welcome to the King is Coming prophecy broadcast. If we want to understand prophecy for today, we must know past history, present events, and future events contained in the King James 1611 Bible. Today's study is how the devil is using a series of traumas against the populations of the earth to bring us to an expected end of a world government headed by the Antichrist centered at the United Nations. The first major trauma was the attacks on the Twin Trade Center and the Pentagon on September 11, 2001. The 9-11 attack was not perpetrated by Muslims. It was brought about by Abaddon and his satanic forces as an occult ritual. It's no coincidence that in Revelation 9-11 it says, and they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. Now we're going to take a look at the Bush family. Prescott Bush, the grandfather, George Bush Sr. and George Bush Jr. were all members of the Skull and Bones fraternity at Yale University. This so-called Brotherhood of Death would meet in a building called the Tomb in the campus of Yale University. And the members were taught that war, terror, and famine controls Earth's populations. During World War II, Prescott Bush aided and abetted the Nazis. George Bush Sr said we need a new world order over 200 times, and George Bush Jr. followed in his father's footsteps to bring about this goal of a world order. The now-deceased David Rockefeller once said, We are on the verge of a global transformation. All we need is the right major crisis, and the nations will accept the new world order. Well, the globalists got their major crisis with the inside job of a missile going into the Pentagon and remote-controlled planes going into the Twin Trade Center. Well, then we got the news media propaganda cover-up saying that the planes were subdued and hijacked by Middle Eastern people with box cutters. Well, if you believe that, I'll sell you a bridge in New York City. And then the fake news media showed us a video from the security cameras at the Pentagon that a plane crashed into the building. Well, it was obvious that there was no plane. We didn't see a plane on the video. It was a missile. And at the time of the crash in the Pentagon, it happens to be that the propagandist, pathological liar, Donald Rumsfeld, 
was conveniently on the other side of the building when the disaster happened. And then after all this mayhem and chaos, Donald Rumsfeld and President Bush gave us a bunch of lies that we had to attack Iraq because of their weapons of mass destruction. Eventually, we found out that there was no weapons of mass destruction. Now back to the Twin Towers. What about the jet fighters that were only 15 minutes away and were supposed to intercept the planes of destruction? Well, it turns out that the enforcer, Vice President Cheney, told them to stand down and not shoot down the planes. Now, how weird is that? The vice president tells the jet fighter to stand down with thousands of lives at stake. Another strange fact that most people don't know about is that Marvin Bush, the brother of President Bush, was head of security at the Twin Trade Center, and his contract just happened to be up right before the crash of the buildings. Now, if that doesn't sound like a conspiracy, you have to talk to the firemen because they heard bombs go off in succession from top to bottom. And then a maintenance person on the bottom said there was bombs going off underneath his feet. And then another propaganda lie was that the jet fuel, when it burned, brought such intense heat that the buildings collapsed. But in actuality, it was the bombs and a chemical called thermite, which caused the buildings to fall and be pulverized into a mass heap of ashes and twisted metal. Oh, and people made money on this inside job. Wall Street had put some calls on United and American Airlines and somebody got real rich. Oh, and insider Mr. Silverstein had an insurance policy on some of the buildings that got demolished, and he made a, a couple of billion. Now we get into the study of occult signature. Some of these past traumatic disasters have proof of some kind that it was perpetrated by satanic occult forces. When we study astrology, having to do with the vernal equinox, we see that the first three signs of the astrological chart are Aries, Gemini, and Taurus. These three signs have different representations. Aries would be a ram, Gemini would be twins, and Taurus would be a bull. Now, when we look at the attacks of 9-11, we see that one of the planes was rammed into the ground in Pennsylvania. The twin towers were attacked, and the Pentagon, which was constructed underneath the constellation Taurus, Taurus the bull. The Mithras religion was adopted by the Roman Empire from the Persians. The belief system was based on a myth that the god of light identified with the sun 
slew a primordial bull and fertilized the world with its blood, unleashing a mighty energy throughout the earth. Well, let's try to translate what that means. The god of light, which is Lucifer, attacked and slew a bull, which is the Pentagon, and fertilized the world with its blood, unleashing a mighty energy throughout the earth. The mighty energy is shock and awe and fear and intimidation. Yes, fear and intimidation created by the Bush administration with its new Homeland Security and draconian TSA to make us subservient to a powerful police state. Now, how did all this fear and intimidation come about from these attacks? Well, now we have a war on terror, and these Arabians and Iraqis and whoever else from the Middle East are going to come and get us. So when we get on a plane, we have to be checked and watched and frisked and whatever to make sure that we're not a terrorist. George Bush Jr. once said that money trumps war. This so-called war on terror is about greed for control of oil and gas in Iraq and Iran and wherever else and for poppy plants in Afghanistan. However, I do want to thank the Patriot American soldiers that went to the Middle East and risked life and limb for the American way. Your labor was not in vain. God used this war to fight his ancient enemies of the Old Testament. Now I want to give you further evidence that the attacks of 9-11 were perpetrated not by Muslims, but by luminist Satanists as an occult ritual. The way to prove this is by occult numerology. Satanists believe that a carefully planned event must be carried out according to the correct numbers or it may not be successful. They go to great lengths to make an event occur according to the correct numbers. Occultist W. Wynn Westcott said that the number of 11 is the essence of all that is sinful, harmful, and imperfect. First of all, President George Bush Sr. on September 11, 1990, delivered a speech to the Congress entitled Moving Toward a New World Order. The attacks of 9-11 happened precisely 11 years later after he made this speech. Architecturally, when you looked at the Twin Towers, it looked like the number 11. On September 11th, 2001, the World Trade Center was supposedly hit by American Airlines Flight 11. Now, when we look at the Pentagon, we must see multiples of the number 11. The Pentagon was built on the 77th meridian of the Earth. It was built 77 feet tall. It was hit by so-called United Flight 77. You might say, what's so special about the number 77? Well, we get that number by multiplying 7 times 11. Now, getting back to the World Trade Center, 
Both towers were 110 stories high. We get this number by multiplying 10 times 11. Well, enough of occult numerology. The families of the victims wanted to know what really happened on that fateful day and a government agency gave them a 9-11 report. But it just so happens that it was headed up by Henry Kissinger. Now, if that don't beat all, the ultimate globalist war criminal, Henry Kissinger, chosen by President Bush, is going to give us the explanation of the 9-11 attacks Come on. Why, that's worse than the Warren report explaining what happened to John F. Kennedy. Mr. New World Order Henry Kissinger is not going to give you the truth of what really happened on 9-11. On January 20th of 2005, George Bush Jr. in his second inaugural address said that his invasions of Afghanistan and Iraq were to fulfill the ancient hope called the New Order of the Ages. Now this is a clip from George Bush Sr.'s speech in the U.S. Capitol before Congress explaining how the attack of Iraq and the war on terror will lead to a world order. We are united in the belief that Iraq's aggression must not be tolerated. No peaceful international order is possible if larger states can devour their smaller neighbors. Clearly, no longer can a dictator count on east-west confrontation to stymie concerted United Nations action against aggression. A new partnership of nations has begun, and we stand today at a unique and extraordinary moment. The crisis in the Persian Gulf, as grave as it is, also offers a rare opportunity to move toward an historic period of cooperation. Out of these troubled times, our fifth objective, a new world order, can emerge, a new era, freer from the threat of terror, stronger in the pursuit of justice, and more secure in the quest for peace. An era in which the nations of the world, East and West, North and South, can prosper and live in harmony. A hundred generations have searched for this elusive path to peace, while a thousand wars raged across the span of human endeavor. And today that new world is struggling to be born. A world quite different from the one we've known. A world where the rule of law supplants the rule of the jungle. A world in which nations recognize the shared responsibility for freedom and justice. This is the vision that I shared with President Gorbachev in Helsinki. He and other leaders from Europe, the Gulf, and around the world understand that how we manage this crisis today could shape the future for generations to come. Let's try to go over what George Bush Sr. just said. He said, nothing is going to stymie 
the United Nations effort to bring peace in the world. In other words, the United Nations peacekeeping forces will make sure that the oil keeps flowing in the Middle East. And then he said, out of these troubled times can emerge our fifth objective, which is a new world order. Now notice he said, our fifth objective. When we look at the King James Bible, usually the number five represents death. Yes, out of these troubled times can emerge a new world order, a new era, a new world where the rule of law supplants the law of the jungle. In other words, the Antichrist United Nations Peace Force will subjugate the people of the earth. In retrospect, there's many other things that prove that 9-11 was an inside job. The fact is, is that when people are traumatized, they tend to lose part of their memory. Many people forgot that there was practice runs for terror attacks before the actual terror attack. So the security people at 9-11 said, is this real or fake? Then we were told that the victims flying in the plane had distress calls from their cell phone. But people forget that you cannot use a cell phone in a moving plane. And we were told over and over again by the fake news and President Bush that Boogeyman Bin Laden attacked us from a cave in Afghanistan with a cell phone. And what people forget is that before 9-11, the Bush family for many years was doing business with the Bin Ladens in the Middle East. In conclusion, the attacks of 9-11 in New York and Washington was a military precise, skull and bones, oil power grab in the Middle East, traumatizing the people of America and the world into a draconian police state under the auspices of the United Nations. However, the Lord sees it all and will judge the evildoers. In 2 Thessalonians 1.6 it says, Seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. His name is Jesus. He is the King of glory. He's coming soon. Trust him with all your heart. Goodbye for now. for listening today. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Join us next time for another edition of the King is Coming podcast.